Hey, what's happening, good people? Happy New Year. And um, yes, it is the year of the dog. And let's just say this. It's the beard always wears. The beard always wears. It's the movement. It's a lifestyle. More important is the podcast. But we're so grateful and thankful that you all are listening too. And we'll give, still give a big shout out to our sponsors, Nicholas and the Candles. You get those great luxury candles that wouldn't crackle. When you hear it, you know you're on the sum. And also to the It's the Zen for me, luxury bars and soaps where you get everything from soaps to shower steamers and et cetera and bath bombs and all that good stuff. The cleanse the stench of not winning. NCAA, college football, national championship for 41 years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> contrary, my friend. What's up? The NCAA only offers one national title. This is just the college football playoff title. The FCS is the official NCAA national Okay, title. so listen. College football... <laughs> National championship for 41 years. All these schools are part of the NCAA. But you know where the big boys play. So listen, I, I had to wait because I don't think my excitement, you know, we wouldn't have a good podcast. And I don't think my, all, all you would have heard all for the whole hour was just go dogs. What you think about this, man? Go dogs. That's all you would have heard. I would have I hung up. Yeah, and see, it would have been a good podcast, so I had to let the excitement come down. Um, but with that being said, I can't sit here and lie. I've been on cloud nine. I've been, I'm told, I told everybody on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm celebrating this championship for the next 41 days simply because my dogs hadn't won it in 41 years, and I'm 42. So guess what? No, I'm 43. I'm 43, so yeah. I, uh, oh, time was already sitting there. Man, hey, hey, whatever. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, I'm not gonna forget. I'm not gonna forget this championship right here. So the 1980 jokes, they stop, they cease. And you know, I can look at that team down south in Gainesville, and I can just tell them, hey, you know, um, George Bush was the president the last time that y'all won. Hey, Young Buck was. There's, there's- Vince Dooley didn't look like he had all his faculty or all his facilities when he was on that sideline. I was like, it was like, it, Vince Dooley on the sideline looked like when they used to drag Muhammad Ali, <laughs> you know, the basketball game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looked like he was tired. He was ready to go to sleep. He was ready. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, so the dogs win. College football season is over. And I'm just going to ask you this question here, right? Was what was the biggest shocker of the football season of this college football season? Um, mm, you mean from like on the field or, or off the field? On the field, on the field. Then we'll go to off the field. Uh, uh, I got plenty. Uh, my KU Jayhawks defeating Texas in Austin on a Saturday night in November on a two point conversion was a good one. Um, Hey, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, that team I used to root for in the 8-5-0 losing to Jacksonville State on a Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah. Was another good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michigan beating Ohio State. That was, that was. Yeah, Michigan beating Ohio State was pretty good. The, uh, the, I will say the sheer dominance of Georgia throughout the year, well, until the uh, SEC title game, uh, was... <laughs> Was uh, telling 
Uh, the power programs fought that fell off. Like that's what I was. It was incredible for. watching. It's incredible watching. Like, like think about it. Like we didn't we didn't talk about Miami in the national title picture. I mean, we ain't talked about that in twenty one years. So mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't like it's a shock. Uh, the 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 constant um, Florida State down spiral, which I'm partially happy for, because <laughs> until they do right by me, everything they touch is gonna uh, be L's and not W's. Uh, USC crapping the bed and uh, going out bad. Uh, who else was pretty bad? Oh, the meltdown in uh, Chapel Hill with UNC when they came into the season ranked number ten. Went from top ten to not mention at all at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Ware for whoever draft uh, Sam Howell, aka Baby Jay Cutler. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, the meltdown in uh, in that piece of crap town uh, off of uh, how you get there? I ninety five. You can get the Gainesville from ninety five. Nah, seventy five. Seven. Either way, yeah, you don't want to go there because all it is is one street. Yeah. So. So other than that, like yeah, like um, I think I used to talk about it on my podcast, like Florida, this foot, college football in the state of Florida as we used to know it will no longer exist until them programs show that they're ready to play big boy football. You can't nickel and dime your way to a title like Bobby and uh, Jimmy and um, the OBC still on your sideline because you're not. Spending it on resources, you're not dropping bags like you should be, piss poor hiring, like all type of stuff. So, yeah, the continuing down spiral of Florida uh, college football was like the biggest story for me. Well, I I, I say, um, like the down Florida that 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 was a shocker, you know, um, because they played Alabama <laughs> close, um, they played Georgia close. For the most part, the Georgia's had that explosion in the second and third quarter, but um, man, but they just kind of they just fell off. Like I had never seen anything like it in Gainesville, anyway. Um, oh, I got one, another uh, a pleasant surprise because I thought they would at least been like two. They would at least need like three recruiting cycles to actually pop, uh, to pop by the time they blow up in like year three mm-hmm. or year two. But uh, the job that Josh Heupel did at Tennessee. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's crazy. Like, Tennessee is a sleeping giant. I think Tebow said it. Um, Tennessee, they have the resources. I mean, I mean it's Tim Tebow. Yeah, he, it's he, Tebow. He'd make a whiskey dream come true. Yeah. He, he had, <laughs> Tebow has a, a south spot for, uh, you know, cripples and broken things. So, um, yeah. But at the AKA same, Urban Meyer. but but at, but at the same <laughs> time, yeah, or we gonna get the Urban Meyer too. Uh, but at the same time, um, to see uh, if Tennessee's good, it's good for football. This this is how I feel. Like if Tennessee's good, if Florida's good, if Miami's good, if um, Florida State's good, it's good for football, right? When those four programs are good, even when we look at Texas. And USC. Uh, allow me to push back on that one, but, but go cook. So what? I say allow me to push back on that on that statement, but you can continue. But but basically, what I'm saying is like when you have these teams that are are good. I'm not saying they're gonna win the conference or whatever, but when you have them at least competing 
for the uh, conference title. College football is good. It, 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 it's good. And listen, Tennessee, they have the resources. They have the history. Um, to And Josh Hyper can do what Kirby Smart has done in Georgia. Um, yeah. Now, also a big thing, like, I didn't think that, what's his name, DJ Ugale? Ugu, how you say his name? DJ Super Duper Terrible QB. Yeah, yeah. because, so last year, if, I, if I'm not right, if, I, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. He played real good against Notre Dame, even though he lost that game. Yeah, he played he played good in mop up duty last year. Like I think he threw over like close to a thousand yards last year. Yeah. But but the Notre Dame game he started. But you also gotta look at it like this, because I think I've repeated this one, like he lost Travis Etienne. Yeah. He lost T Martin's son and Amar, uh Amari uh uh is it Rogers or Edwards? I think it's Amari Rogers. Um Justin Ross just can't stay healthy, even though I think that dude is uh, T.O. Light. He just yeah. can't stay healthy. Like I think he had like spinal uh, spinal fluid leakage. Yeah, he got um, the the fact that he's even playing football is a is a uh, miracle. <coughs> to be honest with you, and it's gonna get difficult for them this year because hell, everybody leaving. Yeah. Like uh, the Frank the Frank Lassen Junior kid from uh, Miami Day, he left and he going back to Miami. You got another kid that went to USF. You got um, the running back who he left like before the season was over with. You got the backup quarterback. He jumped in the transfer portal. Um, on top of that, he lost Bates, who was like a hella good uh, defensive line coach. Lost Br- uh, Brett Venables, defensive coordinator. Lost Tony Elliott. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, it sounds it sound like it won't be long before Dabo is back sleeping in his mama's bed. Maybe, maybe, man. Um, the cover seems to be not quite bare yet, but it's close to it. Like, all you guys, cup packs of ramen. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. the cabinet. So, um, yeah, he cooking, he cooking them, he coming, cooking them ramen in a hot plate. Man, yep. Yeah, you know, you got some shrimp left over. Throw some shrimp in that bad boy, and you know, you're gonna... yeah. but. This was my pushback. So I like I always like I've been going to war with people on message boards, right? About like like Notre Dame fans, like they started having some like modicum of success in these um Brian Kelly during the Brian Kelly era. And then you'll have like the Miami fans, like Miami go four and oh, I already know we it's gonna be a whole bunch of we back yeah. and throwing up this little goof this little goofy hand signal and all that stuff. Uh, hell, I seen it this year with Michigan fans. Like Michigan being good is bad for my soul because I don't think it. Like Notre Dame, like they got a reason to be arrogant. Michigan fans, I'm like, bro, that half a title in '97 don't hold no weight with me. Just like, just like Miami claimed that they got five national titles, but they seem to forget that they split that '90 uh, national title with the University of Washington. Like, like them, them, titles don't, them half the titles don't hold no weight. I thought it was Georgia Tech they split it with. Mm-mm. Georgia Tech split it with, uh, was it Colorado? No, they split it with Washington. No, matter of fact. Either way, I'll look it up. But either way, it's like college football is only is good when such and such is back. No. Alabama didn't matter. Alabama didn't matter, like, not, like from, like, the time Gene Stallings left in, like, 94 till... 
they finally hired uh, Saban in 08. Yeah. The sport, ex- the sport exploded. Florida didn't matter for a grip. Sport exploded. Notre Dame didn't, ex- didn't exist in everybody's, on everybody's tongue. Sport exists. USC, outside of the early 2000s, been the only relevant team on the West Coast. Because you can't say Oregon, because they are once, they hot every five albums type team. Yeah, when the last time you, you and, UCLA been good? Rodney Peak, maybe? Nah, uh, nah, he played USC. Uh, oh. UCLA, the last time UCLA was good was probably around the Maurice Jones Drew years. Okay. So that was probably about it. And them going eight and four was, I think, the best record they had in like eight or nine years. Yeah. So you got all that. All I say all that to say is one team or a couple of teams that are traditional or want to be traditional blue bloods, the sport going to move on. It's just like it's just like being in the army. Yeah. You go to combat, you get killed. Guess what? Army going to cry about you yeah. in five minutes, and while they cry about you, your replacement going to be coming on a play. They going to be singing in the army. And that just all along. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's what I think about college football when I hear people say, you know what, college football be good for like, it'll be good regionally because, I yeah. mean, Georgia got to get tired of beating up on Tennessee. Florida got to get tired of beating up on Tennessee. The Alabama-Tennessee, I think the last, the, first, the first Alabama game I ever went to was the uh, first year, the, well, the only year Lane Kiffin was at, uh, was at uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. And yeah, Terrence Cody blocked the kick and threw his helmet off, and that should have been a flag, and they should have got a redo on the kick. Yeah. But Tennessee ain't beat Alabama since when? <sighs> Bro, it's been. <laughs> I think Fulmer might, I think Philip Fulmer might have still been here. When they goal. won, they won in what, 97? What, national title? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. That was 1998. We don't talk about that. Right? Yeah, okay. Because. My then rooting interest, Florida State Seminoles, weren't at full strength because, you know, Chris Winkie got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Right? So let me ask you this question here. Why, right? why are you bringing up old stuff, bro? Well, hey, you know what? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I like to say it's old, but, uh, you know, it happens. But it was just a reference, not not to be, uh, you know, poking the <laughs> so, uh, let me, so let no, me ask you this question here, right? So, because this is what I've heard from a lot of Bama fans, right? This her national championship. And I'm going to give you my, what I've heard and then what my take is, right? So, they say Mechie was out. We lost Williamson, <coughs> right? <coughs> and to me, that's just an excuse because football is a war of attrition. Like, when you think about the whole season, football is a war of attrition. You got to have those players behind them that's ready to step up. Like Georgia, when you really th- if you sit down and you think about it, didn't have George Pickens the whole year. Didn't have um, Tyke Smith. Um, lost Jalen Kimber, even though he's transferring out. But, um, you know, Georgia wasn't at full strength the whole year. Lost the so-called number one quarterback, the Heisman, one of the Heisman favorites coming into the season, J.C. Daniels. That boy was scared. He might have been. <laughs> might have been. But I can't take that as an excuse. From what I take it as, Georgia just won. They just won that game. Would it have been different? <laughs> Maybe. It's gotta be some new it's gotta be some nuance to the argument. Cause I mean, yeah, I get it that it's a war of attrition. Like, let me get this out of the way. 
Georgia beat that ass. Yeah, they will. Plain and simple. Second half, Georgia beat that yeah. ass. First half, eh, looking kind of sketchy. But you know, add some nuance to it. It's got to mean something when your number one and your number two wide receivers are down. And I mean, hell, Will Anderson. By the time the thing that Georgia did that kind of shocked me was they that second half they they leaned on Bama. And wore that ass out. Well, you know what they did, right? Had the boys tired. They took, um, they moved Sawyer to guard, which is his natural position. And they brought in Broderick Jones, put him at tackle. And then they started running the ball. You didn't, but you didn't jump on with us when we recorded at halftime, right? I, I tried. I tried. It wouldn't let me. <laughs> it wouldn't. So the one, so, so the one thing that I said, that I said, uh, when we recorded, I was like, you can't beat Bama running north and south. You got to at least, I'm like, you can't beat them running north and south, running stretch plays and running sweeps. I'm like, that ain't going to work. You're going to have to do some misdirection. Or this is what you could do. The cornerbacks is A-double-S. Yeah. Challenge them deep. Yeah. And granted, I mean, y'all did, y'all denighted, uh the the librarian <laughs> like he's the, the second coming of TiVo man but came front that dude got gifted by two PIs though well one of them the dude tackled him he tackled Burton right that was, that was <laughs> hey hey great hey quiet as kept I wish cornerbacks would do that in college I know it's only fifteen yards exactly <laughs> I, I I wish they do it at high school I tell if I'm I tell them all tackle him don't let him just burn you right but. That was smart. Right. Um, you got one on picking. The second, the second, the set. So I think I said like, "Yo, like this game should at least Georgia should at least be up three, up four, or um, only trailing by three. Because all right, so I hope. Well, you're a Georgia fan, so I know you. It's been forty-one years, so I know you remember every portion of this game. So <laughs> every that 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 pass to Pickens would have been a touchdown. Yeah. If he would have put it to him in stride, if Pickens didn't have to exert himself and stretch his body out to where he lost his balance, yeah, dude was dude was ghost. But dude, but you know that what? Passing, let me say this about Pickens. No, go ahead. Joy Pickens is talented. As I don't know what he might be easily one of the top. Even if he, even though he didn't play it, but like three games this year, probably top five receiver, right? Um, but one thing I will say: sometimes Pickens. He'll dive when he doesn't have to. You know what I mean? Like, he can extend and make the catch, but he dives when he doesn't have to. So, but with that one there, I thought that's what he was doing. But when on the replay, you saw he just barely got it with his fingertips. Like, I mean, like, right. barely. And, and you, you are right. If he would have hit him in stride. And that's the thing with Stetson Bennett. Like, sometimes he's a, a, a hair off, like, or late. Oh, that, that's why I say he got gifted by one of them two PIs. Like the uh, the first one, undeniable passing affair. The second one, if you go back and look at the replay, the cornerback was in position. The wide receiver just had to adjust because I want to say the ball the ball damn near hit the cornerback on the helmet. Yeah, talking about when he threw the or the ball out. almost hit the cornerback. Yeah, the, the one uh, yeah. your boy had in there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I mean. The scoreboard, the scoreboard, gonna say what it say. And ten years from now, hell, ten minutes ago, Georgia folks, Georgia fans didn't care 
how the game went. I they just know that they got the W. <laughs> exactly, right? It's just like, like, and I, I keep taking it back to this game, but when I go back and I watch the film, like when we beat Red Austin in 97, right, for the first time in 12 years, we didn't care what it felt like. To us right. on the field, I can tell you, I felt like they didn't, like we just dominated. But to be honest with you, right, I go back and I look at the film, we probably should have been down at halftime 21-7. to Because... Hey. It was a lot and some, of and somebody who is somebody who was in the stands high off of Chiba. Uh, the only thing I remember from that game is Marcus Bonner running diagonally across the field. Yeah, like, <laughs> Bonner, R.I.P. Bonner. But yeah, up. man. But it but at, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You got the W. You got the mm-hmm. W. Scoreboard say what the scoreboard say. Exactly. So now let let me. So Stetson Bennett announced that he's coming back, right? And I've seen people on Twitter and the message board said, oh, man, you should have rolled off into the sunset. Let me just say this. Stetson Bennett, for all of his physical limitations, right, his lack of height, um, however he's perceived, you know, he, he was a walk-on, went to junior college, came back. Um, the kid, he could play. Is he the best? No, but the numbers show that he's in the top ten. In college football, when it comes to I think pass rating and accuracy or something like that percentage, um, but now I, I will also say this: he benefited from a defense that was just dominant. Like Georgia, I think the average yards to go was sixty-one yards. The average mm-hmm. field to go. So when you play it in pretty much, you got plus starts the whole the whole game. You should win. He's a game manager, but all quarterbacks need to be game managers. For me personally, listen, Stats Big come back. He's coming back. We can go eight and four. We can go ten and three. We can go eleven and one and we can win it all again. I don't care because we got one. So this year here, it's just a okay, it's, it's whatever year for me. I'ma tell you, I'ma tell you how good how good this makes me feel. Dallas lost against San Francisco. <laughs> oh. And I did not so care at all. Talk. We gonna talk about this. One. We go, yeah. Let's let's talk about it. You, you know, you know, I'm in the belly of the beast for this one, man. So, <laughs> listen, let's let's talk about it because hey, 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 hey. Before we move on, um, because we all got one. So for me, two thousand, uh, uh, the two thousand national title for Florida State, mm-hmm. I celebrated, but it still didn't remove the state from losing to Tennessee that year. <laughs> when we, I know we should have won. Yeah. Does winning this remove the stink from 2018? Yeah. Like, like, so for me, right? Because I think that Bro, that that would got that would got hurt because because I would I would go to I would go to bat with any Georgia fan. That 2018 team was way more talented than this. One. Offensively, yes. Offensively, yes. Defensively, no. But offensively, bro, y'all had Ro- y'all had Roquan and everybody out there. Right? Yeah, we had we had Roquan. Um, we had Dominic Sanders. We had um, Julian Rochester, who surprisingly, look, check it out. This is how crazy COVID has been. Julian Rochester and Stetson Bennett were both on that team. Yeah, uh, Stetson came in with uh, Jake Fromm. Yeah, yeah, but, came in with Jake. Left went to JUCO, came back as a walk on. Yeah. But what's funny is, but you, you asked me if it, if it removes the sting. Yeah, it does. Like I'm not lying. No, not the sting. 
remove the stink where I still talk about 98 and I still get the screw face. Man, like for me, because we like we hadn't won one, you know, <laughs> it just felt like I felt like a, a Boston Red Sox fan. Bro, I seen Gronk. You know who you saw kicking at the White House with us. I seen them dudes kicking women out the crib that night. <laughs> they were that pissed off. Wow. Man. <laughs> they were kicking women. They were like, y'all need to go somewhere. Man, it was it, it was crazy. Um, but at the same time, like, just for Georgia to get there for me. I was celebrating. Um, but I did let me tell you something. This is how superstitious I am, right? Normally, game day, I wear my jersey, whatever color we wearing, that's what I wear. This time I said, nah, I ain't doing it. I got to change it up. So I just went to work in regular work clothes. I came back. Normally, I watched it in the living room, right? I said, nah, I got to change it up. I watched it in the bedroom. I just had my Georgia t-shirt on. I was underneath the covers for most of the time. And let me tell you, when Ringo, when Keely Ringo got that got that pick, I, I, I almost gave Charlotte a heart attack. Because I was yelling, run, Ringo, run. And she was like, what? She got up, what, what, what? Man, let me tell you. You wanna know how you wanna know how I know you was nervous? Huh? Cause you uh your little text reply had some sass to it. Cause I was like, You nervous? You was like, I ain't out there playing. I was like, Yeah, he nervous. It was it was like I I I I can't I can't even lie to you. After that after the, the SD championship, I was like, I'm just preparing for the worst. Right? I said, because I, I didn't know how we was going to cover at Williamson. But, you know, turf covered them. So, all in all, we win. Yeah. So, okay. hold on. Uh, let, me, let me introduce this one. Okay, go for it. So, shout out to all uh, my neighbors who are Dallas Cowboy fans. The domestic violence rate went up tenfold on That's Sunday after the, your Dallas America's team lost 23-17. to 17 to the San Francisco 49ers and one of the stupidest play calls I've ever seen to end the game. Uh, I see this two ways. One, you don't call that play at the end of the game. At least, if you if it was 18 seconds, cool. You can run. I understand people saying Kellen Moore need to go ahead and leave because I'm hearing a whole bunch of Cowboy fans saying Dan Quinn need to be hired as head coach. I'm like, you don't want that. No. Like, I've seen that with the Falcons. <laughs> you don't want that one. And so, like, they were like, all right. So, I think they want, like, I heard Brian Flores' name. I was like, yeah, I don't think, even though it's 2022, I don't think Jerry Jones ready to have an African-American coach yet. <laughs> that just ain't his get down. Well, we don't get the Brian Flores. Uh, I got some questions about that, but keep going. So, all of that happened. Now, on the flip side, the, the throw them a little bit, of, throw them a little bit of line to give them some leeway. If you're the referee, you need to be running behind that play. Yeah. And for the life of me, I've never, I've never seen a back judge be the one who spots the ball. I'm like, yo, he was 20 yards behind. Where? How does he know? what the proper spot is. I'm like, that's on the line judge to come in. It's either the line judge or the back judge. Mostly it's the back judge. Yeah. But I've seen the line judge catch it, properly spot it, the back judge come up, tap it, or they just let the play fly. Then he ran over Dak. So, yeah. like, all I've been hearing all week is Dak need to go, Kellen Moore need to go. Uh, I do t- I do agree with 
it's about time to cut uh, Slay Low with Ezekiel Elliott because that man been cooked for like two seasons now. Yeah. So this is this is what I didn't understand. Like I said, I didn't understand that play call. <laughs> um, and and it was on both sides. It, both sides had stupid play calls. Yeah. Like if it's fourth and one, why are you shifting your offensive tackle to the from the left side to the right side? And then your quarterback is snapping the ball before the dude because you got to be set for at least one, one second, second before you hike the ball. It did. Yeah, it, it did. It didn't make a whole lot of sense, man. I, I was just like, "What well, dog on? Like, does anybody want to win this game?" <laughs> that that's how I felt about it. But right. but you know, I'm, I'm with you. Like Zeke, they've invested too much money in him. It's what happens. Same thing that happened with Ty Gurley. You know, like you get that they get that heavy workload, and I would say. So when you know what, it just makes me think like running backs, if they don't have a heavy workload, they they last longer. But when you when you sit back and you think about it, like the only running back I knew that had a heavy <coughs> workload and then seemed like he lost a touch a step was Adrian Peterson. Until, but like same thing happened with uh, what's the fast dude, Chris. Uh, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. It's something about it's about getting two K in a season. They take it out of a running back. Yeah. yeah. Um Derrick Derek Henry might be the only one that bucket. But Derrick Henry's like six two, two forty five. And surprisingly yeah. And I thought he was and I thought he was out for the season. I seen this dude at practice the other day. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. But you know surprisingly about um Derrick Henry, <laughs> he don't take a lot of hits. He give a lot of hits. He give a lot of hits, <laughs> but he don't. He don't take a lot of hits. They they call him the um the DB bully. That's what they call him. No, it's gonna. You know what? You know what's gonna. You know when it's gonna be a rap for Derrick Henry. What's and that? We seen him with a running. We seen him with a running back back in our day when Ray Lewis hit Eddie George on that sideline. Yeah, Eddie George was never the same. Oh my God, that was um. That was devastating. That was almost like when um, Steve Atwater hit Christian Lacroix. Lacroix, yeah, yeah. Like they, they were, they weren't the same afterwards. Lacroix, said, gonna... <laughs> I quit. I'm done. Right. It's, it'll be like uh, I don't can't remember who I heard say he like he went from the Nigerian nightmare to the Nigerian nap. Exactly, because he was gone. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow. So, but where do your Cowboys go? Oh, what do man. you want to see happen? What I want to see happen, I want to see them blow up the whole organization, blow it up from top to bottom, make Jerry Jones just a figurehead, and ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> what I wanted to see. Now, what I think is gonna happen, they probably keep Mike McCarthy for another year. Maybe. Um, I would like to see Brian Flores there. Um, Brian Flores, I think he's a good coach. Um, what he did down there in Miami, they won what, what eight out of nine, the last nine. Mm-hmm. And I don't started think started one and seven and finished nine and eight. Yeah, and you know the crazy thing is, like they drafted Tua, and I don't think he wanted Tua. I really don't think so. So, the, so, so the story I kept hearing was Flores. It's because. You can. It's a. It's a. It's a uh, slander job happening in the media when it comes to Brian Flores and the owner of the Dolphins. Because now you're hearing stories about like nobody liked him in the building. Like, yo, how you go on an eight game winning streak and you don't talk to your uh, assistant coach? Like, that don't make no sense to me. It does. Like, 
Like that's stupid. I'm like, like, bro, like Joe Judge in New York was a was by all measurements a worse coach than Brian Flores, and you don't hear nothing coming out of there about how terrible he was at his job. What was it? Second and nine, he's called a quarterback sneak. Joe Judge. Sneak with your boy. With your boy. Jake Fromm, who go, hey, I'm do what you tell me to do, coach, because I'm just happy to have a job <laughs> from. Uh, <laughs> but if, but if it, if I was if I was in charge of the Cowboys, I would find a way to get rid of Zeke. Yeah, I would I would attempt to trade Amari Cooper. Yeah, for collateral. Yeah, Those. and make CD make CD, CD Gallup and Wilson. I would want to say Cedric Wilson, but man, Wilson should have caught that pass, bro. Yeah. But he had uh what like when they we when you watch the replay, you understand why he didn't catch it. Like he had to t- right. turn around, reposition, everything. Um Yeah. I think uh And I Go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I was saying I would go and I would look for the put I like yeah, like I know uh I know what's the name? Uh Lawrence and Gregory. Yeah. They're pretty good at what they do. But I would find somebody else to put on the opposite side of Michael Parsons. Yeah, Michael Parsons is a beast. Yes, sir. Michael Parsons is a beast. So, speaking of Michael Parsons, not even Michael Parsons, but we're talking about uh, linebackers. I want to go back to college. Did you see what uh, Kevin Thibodeau said, his statements, as far as why he did? He, 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 he actually validated everybody that Came up with the dump, the dump, dump job, job theory. Yeah, I was like, 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 like I don't know. If we talked about it. Like, we ain't recorded in a while, but uh, we talked about it in the uh, in a group text. I'm like, bro, this man talking about like, like, I ain't here to defend like an Alabama diploma, but this this dude went to Oregon and majored in journalism. Last time I checked, he either went to Northwestern, Syracuse. Missouri, University of Florida, University of Southern Cal, University of Georgia, are, and, and those, and those, yeah, if you want to work at ESPN, yeah, yeah, but them, <laughs> at CNN too, yeah, but them, them like the creme de la creme journalism schools in America. Yeah. This man went to the University of Oregon and majored in journalism. I don't and know, act like going to Oregon and act like Oregon is the way to get in at Nike. I'm like. Jordan went to North Carolina. LeBron didn't even go to school. <laughs> <laughs> KD went to uh, Texas. So, um, right. yeah, Russell Wilson went to Wisconsin and NC State. So, they don't, yeah, that don't even matter. Um, my whole thing was just like, he, he just came off as arrogant. Um, and somebody who really took something and just ran with it, like a stereotype, and just ran with it. Right. And the one thing I do know, it's kind of hard to get into Alabama. It's not if you ain't playing football or sport, it ain't the easiest school to get into. Um, and when you look at the amount of road scholars they got, the population, I think their athlete graduation rate is a lot higher at Alabama, mainly because Saban keeps those players. He he recruits <coughs> so well that. Most of them, the majority of them, are going to play four years because they're not playing the freshman right. and sophomore year too much. So, yeah, he was just kind of ill-informed. Was now, you know, one thing that I learned while doing some research about this? was that? The thing that struck me the most, 
and struck, man, I was like, damn, that's odd. University of Oregon has more living alumni than the University of Alabama. More living? Yep, more living alumni. Oh, wow. Wow. The only one they talk about is Phil Knight. Oh, I thought you said Suge Knight. I was like, damn, he went to... (laughs) (laughs) No, but... I mean, you got a a pre-Fontaine, you got... I was about to say Suge Knight, Phil Knight... <laughs> uh, that's about it. But Suge Knight went to college. I think it was in Long Beach State. I don't know. I might be lying. He did yeah. go to college. He played football, didn't he? Yeah, he played football. Yeah. Oh, before we move on from Thibodeau, uh, to quote Jay Z, and you know, I ain't the biggest Jay Z fan. Uh, your advisors ain't forewarn you. Uh, you also got to remember this is the same dude that was pump faking with FAMU and HBCUs during his recruiting, uh, his recruiting time. Cause yeah. He was basically he was basically using FAMU to go on FSU trips, because the story the story that I always heard was that he had him a little shorty down across Tennessee Street on FAMU campus, mm-hmm. and he would just use uh, like yeah I'm going to FAMU for a visit, but yeah he would go to see old girl, but he end up across the street at Dope or at the Morrison on FSU campus. Wow, so where's he from? He's from he's from Los Angeles. That's why it kind of that's why I kind of scratched my head. I was like, bro, you could have went to USC. Yeah, especially journalism. Yeah. Wow. Like just admit, just admit you got the Phil Knight dropped you the bag, then he dropped you an NIL bag, which they are being investigated for now. Um, Oregon is. Yep. Uh, Oregon is being investigated. Um, this. Three schools that I remember off the top of my tip of my tongue that's been investigated for uh I'm like bro, it's a it's legal cheating now. How are you stupid enough to get caught? So like Oregon is one, Miami? University of Miami, of course. University of Miami was gonna be in there. Yeah. They can't even cheat, right? And BYU was the other one. B- wait, BYU? Yep. How? Cause a pet because apparently, I, I don't know. I think when you jumped on with us one time, I said uh, I had spoke to the sports and entertainment lawyer, and we talked. We talked for a grip about uh, nil. And the one key thing, I was like, "Yo, I'm like, is it really cheating?" He was like, "I won't say it's cheating, but let's just say you ain't got to put the money in a, a shoebox no more." Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "The only." He was like, "The only." He was like, "The people been clamoring for this for years, and the NCAA finally said, you know what?" Hands off. The only thing that we ask is, is not performance based. And that's what BYU and Miami and uh, Oregon got caught up for. But, you know, it's crazy because, like, the kids at BYU go there because of, more, mostly because of their religion, religious affiliation. Right. You know, um, they're Mormon and they're good at, they're athletic. So they go, they go to BYU. Uh, I ain't going to say athletic. They about five years older than everybody else out there. I mean, I mean, you know, they got to go to admission, you know. Um, they in shape, yeah. though. They in shape. They ride the bicycle everywhere. So, um, in the hood. In the hood. The, scary, the, scariest, the, scary, the scariest white dudes in a black neighborhood are Mormons. Facts. <laughs> Yo, you want to you, you hear a crazy stat? What's that? So, since Georgia played Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl X amount of years ago, yeah. These have been the quarterbacks at Oklahoma that they have lost either to the draft or they lost in uh, uh, lost in the transfer portal or they lost on signing day. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Tyler, um, your boy Tyler. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. 
Mm-hmm. My man, well, used used to be my guy Tanner Mordecai at SMU before yeah. I found out he was MAGA. <laughs> uh, Vandergriff at Georgia. Yeah. Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Caleb Williams. Yep, he's gonna be at USC. Cameron Rising, who's the starting quarterback at Utah. But he, he he's he he's not going there no more. He he originally committed. To oh, Florida. okay, all right. And then he backed out on signing day. Gotcha. And the Malachi and the Malachi Nelson kid from class of twenty three that's out in California. Like, think about all them quarterbacks that's wow. in one that could have been in one room. Wow. With the exception of like uh, Jalen. Yeah. But yeah. Man, sleeping sleeping giant sleeping giant in Los Angeles is coming, and y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all, it's man, giant. It's, it's it's crazy because like I I can see it happen now. He gonna have to. If if he does the same thing, they'll get beat. It'll be just like it'll be Oklahoma two point because he don't recruit defense. Like defense is not um, it's as optional at Oklahoma in the entire Big Twelve, um, except for at Baylor. Baylor plays good defense, I can say. Um, yeah, but everywhere else in the Big Twelve, defense optional. Um, so let me ask you the question here because we didn't get a chance to talk about this. We haven't recorded since this happened. Antonio Brown. Uh, it's kind of. Do you think he wants to play football? Um, he's what I can't remember the dude who used to say to because I don't listen to his podcast no more. But he used to talk about he worked in Tallahassee and he was like, "Hey, he was like." Somebody asked, um, wrote in, I was like, hey, what about this kid? Like, yo, like, he came in highly touted, five-star, blah, 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 whatever. And dude hit it on the head. He was like, yo, he was like, some people believe their own height. They get to Tallahassee, and they love everything that surrounds Florida State football except for the football part. Yeah. And I think that's what Antonio Brown, like, bro, like, think about it. He got cut, and the same day he got cut, he released a video in a, in a song. I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't get it, man. It's like I, I'm gonna tell my grandkids about Antonio Brown. And they they're not they're not gonna believe him. They get they might. But it was just but like you also got, go ahead. But you also gotta remember you also gotta remember and you played it a whole lot longer than I did. Football hurt, dog. It do. <laughs> it and do. I know people people making light of that hit that he took uh, by Vontez Burfitt. Yeah. I'm like, bro, if y'all care about mental health the way y'all talk about it, y'all wouldn't constantly bring that up. I'm like, that's something, like, think about it. Like, that dude was sleeping, that dude was homeless at age 12, sleeping in cars. Yeah. Like, he's he's had a traumatic life. Like, it go beyond the football field when it comes to mental health issues for him. I'm like, and it might be some truth to him telling the coach that he hurt and the coach telling him to go in and he said, nope. Cause I mean, we did we did just see uh, Tampa Bay coach punch a uh, player in the back of the head this weekend. <laughs> Bruce Arians did. Yeah, he got fined fifty G's for it. So he pulled uh, Woody Hayes. Yep. Except he punched his own guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Woody Hayes, he was fighting a Michigan player, wasn't he? Mm-mm, it was a uh, Ohio State versus Clemson. Clemson, okay. I understand why he would. I understand why he would punch a Clemson player, but still. Yeah, 
That was like one of the craziest things I ever saw. Woody Hayes. He never coached after that, did he? Mm-mm. Mm. And he made him and, uh, well, I don't think he was a part of that, but, uh, nah, go ahead, cause that'll, this will bog down the podcast. If I bring <laughs> up that, uh, the pedophile doctor at Michigan. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but, but back to AB, yeah. I don't know, like you're right, he has had a traumatic life, childhood, um, and he made it, and he made a lot of money. Um, he's what, 35? He's somewhere up there, yeah. Yeah, so at this point in time, like to be honest with you, if he never plays another down of football, was he on that championship team when they won the last Super Bowl? Yeah, he won his title last year. Yeah, so Super Bowl title. He might not make it to the Hall of Fame because of his off-the-field antics, but dude's accomplished. He's an accomplished wide receiver, and he quit. He did it a way that none of us, nobody that I know can afford to do that. Um, just walk out in the middle of it. But this ain't the first time this happened. Because did somebody retire at halftime for the Bills? You think about my man, my man, Vontae Davis. Davis said, yeah, you know what? I'm done. Hey, you ever, you ever seen the story? Old, uh, the dude that worked, for, he either worked for Complex or he worked for Fox Sports. Femmo Rap. Yeah, he was one. interviewing... Uh, no, nah, it's the uh, Trez dude. Okay. He's from, matter of fact, he's, he stayed like not too far away from here. But he was talking to uh, one of his teammates. He was like, oh, I think he was talking to Vontae or somebody. He was like, yeah, he's like, man, he's like, next thing you know, dude was like, all right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. He was like, is he done, like, just hanging out in the locker room for halftime and going to go to the field early? Like, nah, that dude left, left. I was like, hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Crazy. Oh, man, speaking of the NFL, shout out to Kenny Moore. Uh, right off the zone, Winnersville zone. He's made the Pro Bowl, his first Pro Bowl. Um, That's what's up. Yeah. So, uh, fifth year in the league. And, oh, your boy, uh, Telvin Smith, is say he's going to make a comeback. So let me ask you this question. Um, he did. Did, it, did, his, did his court thing go away? I don't know. Because, you know, he got... He, had, yeah. uh, he has a... T, he, he's having a rap sheet that rivals T.I. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But he said he was making a comeback, so we'll see. I don't know. If I hope he, he do, man. Cause yeah, dude, dude was talented, man. Talented. Hey, before you, before you jump on to something, uh, they gonna t- they gonna to Aaron uh, the Antonio Brown. Yeah. When they come to getting into the Hall of Fame, look at listen to this: 100, 146 games played, twelve almost uh, thirteen thousand yards receiving, eighty three touchdowns. Six point. Let me see. Uh, Eighty four point two yards per game. Sixty six catch percent. Like thirteen point two yards per reception. That's yeah. over a career. Yeah, they gonna to. They not. They they might take it to the extreme. Like you know, they made to wait what second ballot to get on. Yeah, you know, second ballot. First ballot. Yeah. yeah, they gonna punt. They writers gonna punish Antonio Brown. Yeah, and it, and you know what? It ain't gonna be even be for the wild stuff. It's gonna be because he said that he said that off uh, off the mark uh, comment about Brady. You know they love Brady, yeah, man. Like I get where he was coming from because football is the ultimate team sport, and Brady Tom can't catch he can he can't throw it to himself. So I get where he was coming from, but he, yeah, it's it, it's it's uh it's crazy. 
It's crazy. So um, off the, uh, you know, on the music, um, our favorite Canadian by way of Orange Mile, Tennessee, Drake. Has been in, in Houston, the news. in Las Vegas, and whatever style yeah. he's on, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Drake is in the news for giving the girl a hot pocket. At least that's what I call it, a hot pocket. You didn't hear about this? I think I heard something around it, but you know, it was Drake news. I'm like, what, he, somebody died in one of them OVO tents right in his next scissors? Nah, nah. So so what happened was, so he got up with the jump off, right? Made up with the jump off. And, you know, after they finished, he took his condom off. And instead of flushing it like normal people do, um, he put hot sauce in it, right? So the girl goes to the bathroom, yeah, and she puts the condom inside of her, and she starts screaming. And Drake goes in there like, what did you do? She's like, what did you do? He was like, what did you do? She's like, what did you do? He's like, I put hot sauce in it to kill the sperm. And, yeah, so now she's suing him. You know, I got you know I got future uh, political aspirations, <laughs> but you know what? I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> but ain't that like the crazy? I'll thing? allow. Is that one of the craziest things you've heard so far this year? Like twenty twenty two is a hot target. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I call it. I wanted it. I wanted it. I wonder, did he use Tabasco or uh, Louisiana? Uh, probably you Franks. Ain't no time. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, he is half, he is half white. Yeah. <laughs> he probably, because he probably used Franks. Uh, which, which makes you wonder, who introduced him to hot sauce? Hmm. Wayne, Dwayne Carter, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Wayne looked like somebody that lost his taste buds like a long time ago. Man, man. Like he didn't need, like he didn't need COVID to lose his taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. So, uh, also in news today, and it, ain't, it ain't really no news, but um, I saw a little flip interview, right? And my man flipper. And but I'm gonna tell you the reason why I'm coming to little flip is because I want to talk about um, one of the probably one of the best podcasts that I've been listening to lately. Uh, Ghetto Boys Reloaded, right? And I don't know if I listen to it. I think I just listened to it to hear Scarface say, nah, Willie. Nah, Willie. I think that might be the only reason why <laughs> I listen to it. But um, the, but you also get some of the best Jay Prince stories, right? And so I didn't know. And this is just me. Like I, I don't know why the beef died down between Flip and Tip. But apparently... Jay Prince set, set them both down, and then they promised not to talk about this ever, you know, as far as what happened. And it's true. So, is Jay Prince, the really, is he still the boogeyman of, is he still the boogeyman, or? Hold on, you breaking up, what'd you say? Hey, listen. I know we don't talk bad about Jay. Did you say? Did you say? Did you say Prince Rogers? No. Uh, J- did you say the Jay Prince, Prince Sean? Rap a lot. And I know, and listen, we're not talking about. Mar- you said Mar- you said Marvin Harrison. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know no NATO. I don't, I don't know Jay Prince. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, I live in Texas, brother. I, I like living, bud. 
<laughs> All right, so well, well, maybe you can answer this question here, right? And, and this is the question. The only question I got is just like, is, is Jay Prince like we 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 all heard the stories, right? But Jay Prince is, I think Jay Prince is everything that people think Suge Knight was, but he does, he don't have to be his hands on. Is that safe to say? Don't get don't get it twisted. Suge's story's been validated a long time ago. Yeah. He just... Jay just silent... Well, man, you finna get me shot. Uh, <laughs> until recently, Jay moved in silence. Yeah. He does a lot more interviews and whatnot. But, since, I mean, he dropped the book and everything. I'm gonna tell you like this. I yeah. I think I heard Jay Prince's voice twice. I think he was on like an interlude or something like that. Oh, um, when yeah, he, would do, he used to do the uh, Ghetto Boys. Uh, he did the Larry Hoover on uh, Ghetto Red. I think it was Ghetto Resurrection. Resurrection yeah. Though. Other than that, I had never heard his first voice before. Never seen the interview until lately. Man, shout out to Jay Prince. Mm. He got some wine. If he tell you drink it, drink it. Um, you better drink it. You better drink it and tell him it's the <laughs> best wine that you ever had. <laughs> yep. So, uh, 2022, man. Any predictions? Uh, folks still going to be stupid about getting this vaccine, and we might be locked down to the end of the year. Hey, there might be one. I hope not. Cause I gotta... Well, not necessarily locked down, but life ain't going back to what people want it to be. Like, like hey, take it. Something, something. Like I've constantly been going back and forth with people. It's like, so you had COVID and you got the vaccine? I'm like, yeah. Then what's the point of the vaccine? I'm still breathing, idiot. Yeah, like, it's usually not good for you to catch COVID and not have the vaccine. And truck, hey, if somebody that just went through it, hey, it will it will knock you down regardless of vaccine or not. Yeah, because um, you know, I like mean, with you, I, I know, like. Few other people, man. Um, I wait till we get off air because I don't want to violate nobody's HIPAA rights. But I know a few people who are close <laughs> to me. Uh, first off, listen, you listen to this, you know who you are. I'm glad that you're recovered and recovering. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's it's still out there. It is still out there. So that's something that that um, everybody. My advice was the same advice I told told y'all last year: be safe, don't be crazy. Um, yeah, now we got a vaccine. Take it. Um, this is I got I'm, some advice. Get the vaccine or stay the hell away from me. Yeah, that works. I ain't trying to catch that for the second time. That that works too. That works too. Um, listen, 2022, this is my thing. I'm not arguing with anybody. I ain't arguing with nobody to run. That's my whole thing for, for 2022. <laughs> I ain't got no reason to argue with them. The 1980 jokes don't hurt no more. The 2018 thing, you know, uh, is gone. Hey, I got what I asked for. I got what I asked for to see Georgia win the national championship in my lifetime. Um, I don't care what you say about the Cowboys. The Hawks might not ever, ever make it back to the Eastern Conference Finals, yet alone the Finals. The Braves won. Listen, I, I got two out of whatever. You know? Right, you, root for the, you, you, root, you root for the Cobb County Braves. Yeah. They're not Atlanta's team. Hey, whatever. They're Marietta's team. <laughs> hey, maybe that was a good luck charm. I don't know. But all I'm saying is this. 
The Braves won. Keep chopping. Kirby and my dogs. They they mantras chop keep chopping wood. Go dogs. And yeah, so question. Question, 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 question. And it, it, we got four minutes left, so real quick rapid fire. Michigan, ten wins ten wins or more next year. Over or under. Ten. Easy schedule. Easy schedule. Easy schedule. Easy okay. schedule. Um yep. Miami. I got I got a I got a quick uh, uh rapid question. Okay. Uh Megan Good da- Megan Good divorcing her uh reverend husband and dating an NFL player. Surprising or not? Surprisingly not. <laughs> it's not surprising. Right. <laughs> Knowing um Megan Good and her history. Um let me ask they you got a type. They got a type. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh yeah. Um do the Lakers make it to the conference final? Hell no. Okay. No, um, they don't they don't even make it past the uh, the win end game. Okay. Does Miami win nine games next year? Mm. The Hurricanes, not the Dolphins. I'll say I'll 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 turn into Vegas and say eight and a half because they do play on that side of the ACC. Okay. Um, does Alabama? No, not Alabama. A and M. Does Texas A and M win the SEC West? Yes, they spent thirty eight million dollars on a recruiting class this year. Okay. The return on investment better hit. All right, Texas, the University of Texas. Eight wins next year. Over under. 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 Okay. The Jayhawks, Kansas Jayhawks, three wins over under. Oh, taking over. Taking over. Put your kid. Put your kid. Put your kid's college fund on it. <laughs> I won't, cause mine got my GI bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Georgia Tech, six wins. Do they make a bowl next year? Oh man! Um, ooh, did they lose to Sean Choice? I don't know. To charge, uh, to Sean Choice, the running backs coach. Yeah, Maybe. I think he went either went to Oklahoma or he went to USC. I'm not sure. Mm, I'll pay. I'll, I'll uh, under, even yeah. though I root for Jeff Sims. Gotcha. Yes, he spells his name G E O F F. Okay, I, I got one. For, I got one for you because mm-hmm. there's been a uh, there's been a debate online. Uh, Jay Z's Volume One, second best album in his catalog. Uh I'm gonna say no. In my lifetime, Volume One. Well, I yep. It, it's a it, it's so it's better than what most people think it is. But it's not better than the Blueprint. It's not better than um, American Gangster. Those are two. It ain't even better. It ain't even. Be- it ain't even better than the Dynasty album. It's not. Um, but it's better than Kingdom Come. <laughs> now that now that one, I will actually go to bat for. Kingdom Come. Yeah, it's, I, it's Blueprint three. He, it's Blueprint three and Magna Carta Holy Ground that. I will, I will vehemently like go to hell, uh, saying that is the most trash album. But I do like Ocean. Twenty first century. I do like the song with Frank Ocean on that Magna Carta. I think that's one I always listen to. So listen, we got twenty seconds left, and um, this is Armand. 
This is Beard Always Wears Movement Lifestyle Podcast. Go dogs. Deron, you got the last 20 seconds. Take it away. Hey, man, I'm going to need y'all people, especially people in the tech world, to stop buying all these houses in the Dallas-Fort Worth area because, uh, yeah, you're pricing your boy out. I need 2,000 square feet. Go Vikings. Go Vikings. Peace.